Hi there. Welcome to episode 96 of the Wave... <laughs> wow, sorry. Just wrapping my head around 96. It's, <laughs> it's a number. It's a big number. Yeah, it is. All right. <laughs> Try that again. I don't know. I think you should keep it. <laughs> nah. All right. You know what? Sack with it. Yes. 96 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. It was Matt's pick this time around, and this time he's picked a game that I am completely unfamiliar with. But Matt has pretty good taste in music, so I'm guessing I'm in for some killer tunes. Prepare for a deep fissure in the earth, rock, or another surface, (laughs) because tonight we listen to the music of Chasm. Uh, today, tonight's episode is sponsored by <laughs> Webster Marion's Dictionary. <laughs> I mean, do you, I don't know anything about the game, so do I just you, do. You want to know words? Good. Pick up Webster and Marion's Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Webster and Marion like, isn't isn't that the full name? Is it Miriam Webster? I think Miriam Webster. I think. Oh hell, have I been saying it wrong all these years? <laughs> Let let me look on my app because I have it. Oh, you're totally right. It is Miriam and Webster. (laughs) You know, you wanted to start the episode over again. This might be a good time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. I don't. I'm foolish all the time. I look foolish in person. I sound foolish on the podcast it's all good <laughs> it's what we do I mean, it's absolutely what we every do. time we pronounce them but we're like we don't pronounce names right for a living right i mean that's kind no. of our trademark i mean <laughs> you're just you're just living up to the show's reputation that's all sweet we set that bar real low <laughs> oh criminy i love it anyway um let's see uh what's what's new and exciting matt how you doing uh, I'm good. Um, I can't say there's much new and exciting. I'm just living the dream. Can't wait for spring because February is a is a gray month up mm-hmm. in New York, the weather wise and stuff. And I'm I'm just so ready to start seeing green grass and nice beautiful leaves. Um, but uh, not much else is going on, honestly. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm uh. Uh, I tell you what, what is going on is that this show is uh, inching ever closer to uh, episode 100. I know. Uh, which is wild. Uh, this week's episode is going to be hitting episode 200 pretty soon. And Stone Age Gamer Podcast will be hitting 300 pretty soon. Wow. That's that's quite uh, a, a series of milestones, honestly. Which is to say that when all three of those anniversaries happen, I will have recorded at least 600 podcast episodes. Yeah, yeah. How about that? <laughs> that just dawned on me. Yeah. That's a good time. That's I, a... I guess for what it's <laughs> worth, I've recorded... Mm, I'll, I, I think maybe when we're around 150, I'll have recorded 100 episodes of a podcast, not one particular but that's 600 that's a that's a hell of a number 600 yeah wow i did, i just didn't even think of that see i've been listening to a bunch of older sag episodes because you know I, I i feel like i have an idea of what i want to do for 100 on this show and mm-hmm. uh you know twep is a show that i'm on but it's not really my show so um i think we're actually going to just talk about like 
TV shows with our favorite 200th episodes, you know, because, you know, that kind of works works in that way. But uh, SAG, I don't really know. I feel like I want to do something really special because this show has come such a long way. Like this mm-hmm. show has evolved a lot. But, man, I've been going back and listening to the really early episodes of SAG and whew, <laughs> I, I've gotten a lot better at this I'm not, and I'm not amazing at it. But let me tell you, going back to the uh, the first couple episodes of Stone Age Gamer has been um yeah, it's been a it's been a treat. <laughs> I, I sense sarcasm. Hey, you know what? It's like I can tell my heart was in the right place. But uh, of I, course, it was. I was learning how to do this. I was learning how to to host a show and how to keep it interesting and you know fall in line with rhythms with the the people that I podcast with and whatnot. And yeah, we are we are here. And I've learned a lot from so many other shows that I listen to and. Uh, it's just nice to it's it's nice to be where I am, and uh, I, I love doing all these shows. And I, seriously, just wrapping my head around like, holy crap! With the three of these podcasts together, six hundred shows—it's <laughs> a big number. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you're doing six hundred episodes and you still haven't, uh, you know, got that rhythm and flow yet, it might be time to hang it up. Yeah, yeah. If I, if I had if I had come this far and I still didn't know what I was doing. Or at least, you know, been able to pretend I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 I think I fake it pretty well over here, you know? Could fool me. Well, you know, that's what I was aiming for. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this is, you know, anniversary talk on episode 96. We've still got, yeah. we've still got time before our, our 100th episode. So let's, um, let's get to work here, huh? We're going to be listening to the music of a game called Chasm. Yep. Uh, which you chose for us, and yes, uh, I have not listened to any of the music yet, mm-hmm. uh, and I haven't played the game or anything. So, Matt, let's yes. let's get this show on the road. Hit us with some history. Certainly. <clears throat> Chasm was released on July 31st, 2018 for PC platforms, PlayStation 4, and the PlayStation Vita, and the Nintendo Switch on October 11, 2018. The game was a result of a successful Kickstarter campaign after pitches to major publishers had been rejected. Presented in the pixel art format that's so popular these days amongst indie devs, Chasm was heavily inspired by the classic Castlevania Symphony of the Night, an influence it wears proudly on its sleeve. Many character animations and maneuvers are pulled straight from Konami's classic PlayStation game, though the overall presentation is far less gothic. It also differs from Castlevania in that the game's map is randomly generated each time you start a new game, which becomes a point of contention amongst players. Regardless, the game was overall liked by critics and fans alike. The game's music was composed by a man named James Stivulak? Let's go with Stivulak, a.k.a. Jimmy... I don't even know how to pronounce his pseudonym. Jimmy Origi? Origi? Looks like original, but cut short. I, for what it's worth, I read it the first time. I was like, Orgy? No, his name can't be Orgy. <laughs> no. And then I realized I was reading it way wrong. Let's just call him Jimmy, because uh, that's what it says on uh, Jimmy Origi. Origi. Sure. Yeah, sure. I wasn't able to find a ton of information on him, but uh, but aside right. from Chasm, he also worked on music for uh, the games Take Arms and 48 Chambers. Uh, what's interesting about this game's soundtrack is that you have the option to play through it with either its original modern sounding music or switch at any time to an 8-bit rendition of the entire thing. This can be toggled at any time during the game, similar to how it's handled in Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap remake. Quite cool. And I learned this information from Matt. 
<laughs> Which was ironic because as you were reading that, I, I felt like that was almost verbatim exactly how I said it. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was writing it as you were telling me about it. <laughs> I was kind of figuring out how I wanted to piece that together. And uh, the, the same thing with the, I, I, I wrote the script for the, the history part, um, which is fun because, you know, I just like looked up the history and I did watch a brief um, review of the game from mm -hmm. IGN. And uh, I noticed that the uh, like the dodge move yes. was like, oh my, wow, that's Symphony of the Night. And he did an overhead swing of a sword just like mm -hmm. in, um, uh, I don't remember if Alucard swung things like that, but I know um, Soma Cruz did in uh, Castlevania, you know, RF Darkness and whatnot. So there were a lot of those animations. I was like, wow, that's really pulled directly out of Castlevania. So that's, that's pretty wild. So, so Matt, uh, yes, clearly sir. I have no history with this game. Uh, besides you telling me about it and me watching that IGN review earlier, <laughs> what is your history with this game and why did you choose it? Um, so I'm at a stage in my life where I am not excited by new video games. There's very, 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 very few games that I will buy the day it comes out. Now, I used to be like that with things like Gears of War, the Gears of War series, the Assassin's Creed series. I would never miss a, a drop date. I'd have it like at midnight, you know. Um, but now as I get older and, you know, life and things, I don't have a lot of time to play, uh, or sink into games like that. Um, so I'm very frugal about my purchases, especially since, you know, I'm a big boy and I'm making big boy money moves, whatever that, <laughs> whatever that means. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm perusing one day the Xbox, uh, store and I see this, this beautiful like cover art kind of uh, thing and it catches my attention immediately one word chasm i'm like okay what's this about i drop into it and i watch the uh trailer for it and i just see this very beautiful 2d side scroller pixel art game um and i just i fell for the look and then the music i forget what piece was being used but i was like oh it's pretty cool but <laughs> i won't lie the thing that got me was the price i, I probably paid maybe five bucks for it because it was on sale you know and as soon as i started playing it I immediately fell in love with this game, and I, uh, I did. I had no idea actually it was a Metroidvania. I was really just kind of expecting, just kind of a on the rails linear, you know, left right platformer with you know hack and slash and whatnot. But I didn't care because I thought again, it's a beautiful game. Um, but yeah, from start to finish, I, I was completely obsessed with the game. Like I would, I'd play it for like four or five hours straight, like on my day off or whatever, and then I'd be at work i'd be laying in bed and i'm like man i just want to play it and so you know i i i barreled through actually no i didn't barrel through it to be truthful i took my time with it i really wanted to uh i really wanted to like really absorb it because i have a i don't like i said i don't have a lot of time so i figured i might only get like one playthrough maybe i'll get a second playthrough even they they even have an option in the game that once you beat the game you unlock like a plus mode you know, there's a nightmare mode and things like that. And I was like, mm, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I really wanted to take my time with it. Um, yeah, and I think I I had to be in the last uh, three or four months that I played and inevitably beat the game. So it's like it's still really fresh in my brain, unlike a lot of other things that you and I cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then when it came time to pick, uh, I think I had talked about it on a previous episode or so like how much I really enjoyed the music. And then I just said, well, it's my turn to pick them. Um, I know we normally do kind of uh, retro games and stuff, but I thought, you know, this, this music is too good to not 
showcase it. Like, especially for me, who doesn't really remember things as well. I'm, I, some of these songs, like, I immediately was listening to them and, and transported right back to the level or the part and the this, whatever, you know. Just a great, fun game. Again, for its price point, the pixel art, the whole thing. It was just, just great. Front to back, great. Well, I mean, you know, we, we, we do tend to skew more towards the retro, but we've, we've done our fair share of uh, sure. relatively modern stuff. Uh, well, I don't know if sometimes fair I... fair share, but... <laughs> I, uh, it's got representation. I don't know that... Uh, I don't know that uh, I think it's fair at some of the modern games because, you know, it's modern recording. You're recording, you know, 45-piece orchestras versus... Mm-hmm. You know, some programmer twenty years ago, thirty years ago, with bleeps and bloops. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I that's maybe why I tend to stay away from some of the more, or I feel that we stay away from uh, more modern stuff. But well, I mean, it's a it it tends to it just come down to how memorable it is and, and how much it sticks it's with true. me. And we've, I think we've mentioned on the show before that we, sometimes more modern orchestral stuff tends to just sound like movie soundtrack background stuff right uh, yeah and and chiptunes just seem to have much more character but you know just looking through our, our list episodes you know 85 was cadence of hyrule yep just because I, I i simply couldn't wait any longer on that one you know <laughs> no and that, and that music is fantastic i've gone on to play some of uh cadence of hyrule and i really enjoy the music i'm terrible at the game but i really <laughs> enjoy the music <laughs> yeah uh even um wonder boy the dragon's trap is a great example which yeah. this as you said at the beginning it parallels because you you can play the chiptune versions of the of the official score yeah if yeah, you yeah so desire we actually haven't done that as an episode we hey. should <laughs> hey just put it on the list man yeah oh geez we did all the smash brothers episodes too that was that was recent stuff and vicky oh, had me yeah. vicky had us doing a couple of um uh geez back when she was on uh we did uh <laughs> come on brain um I think she, we did Bastion, uh, Final Fantasy mm. X, God Hand. Like she, Bastion. she had some really cool. Uh, we did a Lost Odyssey episode. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, there was definitely some some more more modern stuff. Whereas anytime I pick modern stuff, it's like I did Rhythm Heaven Fever. You know? <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. like you know weird as heck. So it's a uh, you know all, we're all over the place. Oh, it's right. Back in twenty six, she did a Risk of Rain and wound up doing a, an interview with the game's composer too, which was really nice. That's awesome. So yeah, we've we've had quite an interesting run on this show, and there's so much more to come. Because uh, you know, nobody's going to tell me to stop. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Like you know, they they can't cancel me, so I'm just going to keep doing yeah. episodes. That's the best part about podcasting. You yeah. can't get canceled. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good time. As long as I'm physically able to do it, then uh, then doing it, I shall continue to do. So let's do it. Yeah, let us do it to it. So uh, the first track is called uh, that we'll be listening to tonight is called The Adventure Begins. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about this before we uh, get started? Um, super quick, I want to ask, did you open the show with the title? That was going to be the plan, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so adventure, The Adventure Begins. Uh, you're In a minute, you're going to hear how beautiful this track is. Uh, I absolutely had to include it. However, when compiling this list, I couldn't figure out in the game where this song was. I watched like three or four different playthroughs. Um, and for the life of me, I couldn't figure out where it where it sits in the game. 
Um, so at this moment, I'm not entirely sure. So I can't really give you that information. But I, I just think this is an absolutely beautiful track. And this is the only track, a uh, little bit of a fun fact, this is the only track on the chiptune soundtrack that doesn't exist. Every other track that's been made for this game has a chiptune counterpart except for The Adventure Begins. Hmm. Must be something menu based then is, is the only thing I can think of or I know because the because the title screen music plays through your um, beginning the selection you input your name or your character it plays through all of that and then you go to um, there's a of course I don't have it in front of me there's a um, theme for uh, the barracks so you play this uh, soldier for for uh, like the Gildian army, and you really, really want to get out there and make a difference in the world. So you wake up and you wake up asleep. Well, yeah, you. I'll tell this part. You wake up because you just fell asleep on guard duty on the tower, and your buddy's like, "Hey, man, you, you know, you gotta wake the hell up." The the general or lieutenant or whomever it is wants to see you. So that has its own. Uh, music as well but that's it's not the adventure begins and unfortunately we're not going to listen to that track tonight I thought there were tracks that were much better than that one but I encourage you to go find um, this on on Bandcamp and listen to this whole 22 song soundtrack Hmm. well I look forward to listening to the rest of us the rest of it after we're done with the episode but as of right now let's get started here is the adventure begins from chasm enjoy doesn't like a good harpsichord <laughs> that was that was great that was um i'm kind of bummed that that's not how the game starts to be honest with you like that's a, I, I know it 
it seems like it's, it's it seems like it's exposition, right? Like that's what this sounds like. It sounds like a a story is being told, like your backstory is being told, and then the adventure begins. Hence the title. I mean, I don't know how much that's influencing my my thought process on it, but that's what this feels like to me. This feels like a you know. Long ago in a distant land, I, Aku, the shape-shifting master of darkness, unleashed an unspeakable evil. Sorry. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, it's a. It, it just reminds me of some some good old exposition music, and it was a. Uh, it was just very very nice. Yeah, um, I, I'll agree with you because you're you're right. That does feel like that that part in the game where you're you are getting the character's backstory, but there isn't a whole lot of backstory. Um, and again, like I said on the upfront, you know that part of the um, exposition and stuff is being told at the barracks and the barracks has its own theme um, and it's different from that uh, but uh, yeah I it's funny uh, so when I put this episode together I, I was listening to the, the soundtrack and I saw this track and I think it's if I'm not mistaken I have it right here it's the first song on the Chasm original soundtrack Bandcamp page. Mm-hmm. So I turned it on and I listened to it. I was like, wow, this is really good. And then I started listening to the rest of it. And then I said, wait a second, I don't remember this Adventure Begins song. And then it sent me into a whole spiral looking for it and I never found it. So I guess I too am a little bummed that it doesn't exist in the game, but I'm still overjoyed that it exists, period. Maybe your adventure just never began. Dude, that is so heavy. <laughs> I'm so... I'm so bummed right now. <laughs> Maybe you didn't actually play the key. Dude, dun, don't dun, don't dun. don't mess with me, dude. All week my my emotions have been played with. I just I just read a Facebook article that says Discovery Zone might be making a comeback. What? Yes. I mean Dunkaroos are coming back, so See? <laughs> See? My emotions just getting played with all week. <laughs> I totally missed the boat on Dunkaroos. Like never, I've ne- never missed that boat, dude. Never had one. Are you kidding? You cannot get by me cookies that dunk into ice cream. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a fat kid that loves dunking cookies and icing. Like that's never not a thing in my life. It didn't seem like a bad idea, but I, I have it's a this fantastic idea. <laughs> I have this aversion to cream. So I feel like <laughs> I was just like I looked at that and said, you know what? I want the cookies, but. I'm not going to play that game with the cream, so... Uh, oh, man, I don't know. Count me out. It was more like icing. Well, like, see, I I, I, can, I know that now, but, like, of looking course. at the commercials, they'd, like, dunk it in there and shit would, like, splash all... Sorry, stuff would splash all over the place. <laughs> and it just didn't... It looked gross, so I was I was not... You know, because I wouldn't do, like, the, the... Any of the pastries that you'd get, like, the tasty cakes or whatever with the, the, the stuffed cupcakes and whatnot. I wouldn't mess with that stuff either, so... Because, you know, I'm, I'm a weirdo <laughs> okay <laughs> Dunkaroos I, a proud sponsor of the wave back <laughs> big fans of the show <laughs> but you know back back to that song uh, yes. it was a, a quite a delightful song that was a was really really pretty I liked it yeah and I think I'd like to think that you're gonna well let's see just just scam scanning our track list very quickly I think I think you're going to feel that way about at least two or three other other pieces and again that's why I kind of brought this game to the forefront. Uh, the rest of them I'm just going to actively hate. But, yep. <laughs> but those three or four ones real winners. Really? <laughs> Fantastic. Boy, oh boy. All right, show. well and uh, let us let's let's move on to uh let's head on down the road to to Carthus. 
Yes. This is the road to Karthus. Uh, what, what are we about to listen to? So after your character uh, gets his assignment, he's supposed to go to the mines of Karthus. Uh, and they tell him that it's quite a journey. And uh, so you set off and there's a cutscene, and your, your little, you know, lad is, he's running and uh, you see him like running through like um, some trees, like uh, the, the 2D, they don't really go out of their way to create, you know, any additional animation. Uh, and so he runs through a screen and it's like a normal weather situation. And the next one, it's a little darker and then he's running a little slower, and then the next one he's running a little slower, and it's a little darker again. And then the final one is like it's blistering winds and sleet, and there's snow on the ground, and he's hugging himself. And this is the song that plays over it until you get to Carthus. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's give it a listen. Here is Road to Carthus. Enjoy. very short but i think it's very effective once you see it against the um the the images i just described because hmm. it goes from the the barracks music is like this very kind of like um militaristic it's got the military drums that kind of appear as a as a running theme for all things military in video games mm-hmm. yeah. um like little snare rolls and stuff uh and it's like triumphant there's like i believe there's some horns in it you know like some trumpets and things and then so this kind of bridges this gap, and when we get to the the song of Carthus, if you if you guys can remember how this piece trailed off, um, again the imagery and everything it it, it really comes together, um, and uh, you know if you're not in if if you're not uh, willing to play the game, at least watch. There's a playthrough. You get the whole you know the whole game. There's no um, commentary. Just watch the first couple of minutes once you get to Carthus and you hear the Carthus theme which in my opinion is one of the best pieces in the whole game I could listen to that for hours on loop um, but yeah very short piece to, to kind of get you to travel from one place to your main place hmm. it's a it, it's it, that was kind of first of all, I wasn't expecting it to be that short which I, I don't know why I have the the you know you're the, the one the that times, found the tracks yeah the times are right in front of me so i don't know why that <laughs> caught me off guard but it also it reminded me a lot of a a, a track from west of loathing mm-hmm. uh which is definitely not the same vibe that you're talking about right <laughs> like uh you know because west of loathing is a goofball stick figure western comedy <laughs> but it just it just kind of reminded me of that so that was oh i i guess i can hear a bit of um uh, uh spaghetti western-esque there's there's a i i i can hear it yeah it's it it was it was definitely there for me uh it's the drums like the timpani kind of mm-hmm. boom boom and then like this kind of uh synth that's just like almost ambient 
Mm-hmm. I, I went and threw it on in my headphones again. Yeah, I, I don't know why I'm... I just... It's that guitar. You know, the guitar just kind of sounds like a Western cowboy thing, you know? Yeah, there's... Yeah, thanks to, like, uh, Maricone and, and the guys scoring all the spaghetti westerns, we have this idea of what a Western sounds like. Yeah. Symphonically, so, you know. So, I get it. I totally get it, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next one, then. Here is the the, Karth- the Karthus scene. Wow, Hello. that's hard Hi. to say. Karthus <laughs> theme. Wow, that's actually quite the tongue twister. It, let's... it would be easier if you just called it Karthus, because that's the name. Carthus, enjoy.
Well, that was uh, Karthus. Sure. And um, I, I... This unfortunately also reminds me of a song from uh, the <laughs> West of Loathing soundtrack. <laughs> Okay, Chris, you got me. We're actually <laughs> listening to the Wesson Lothic soundtrack. It was all a clever joke. I, I mean, it's it's kind of hilarious to me that there's uh, that, that that happened twice in a row here because uh, there's a a, a a very this it very what's the word I'm looking for? Lots of reverb, kind of solo guitar, just kind of plucking notes song in West of Loathing. That's also mm-hmm. quite good. Um, the, you could definitely tell that there's a little bit more gravity to this because it's not, you know, for a stick figure comedy western. <laughs> um, this game has definitely given me some some pretty interesting vibes uh, that I wasn't expecting because uh, I don't know you you from the little bit that I saw from the review, uh, it did look very Symphony of the Night, but so far the music has been extremely far removed from anything Castlevania. Right. Uh, which I find quite fascinating. So no, this was a really this was a really nice piece. I very much enjoyed it. Um, so to give you a little uh, kind of um, what's the word frame of reference. Um, once you get to Arthas, it's the same kind of background. There's mountains. You know, it's a mining town. Everything's boarded up. It's like this dust bowl kind of town or whatever. And uh, when you get to, when you walk all the way to the right and you get to the ends of the town. The only place that you can go into that has anything to interact with is the mayor, and he's like some sleeping old man, and he's like, uh, "Oh, hey, you know, can you can you do me a favor and rescue the townsfolk? I do it, but I'm an old man." And then he, you can go on the wall and see that there's a list of the townsfolk that you have to rescue, and of course, as you rescue them, they give you side quests, which give you you know other items to make you more powerful during the game, or. You know, they give you hints about where you need to go or, or what have you. So basically you you roll on into this Dust Bowl town. And I personally, I felt like the music really kind of represented what was happening, which is nothing. It's cold. It's desolate. Um, there's mountains and every house that you can attempt to go into has no one in it. You know, and then, of course, there's the mine. And then you proceed with the game. So... Hmm. Yep. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> as, <laughs> as the guy who played through it, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess then. I mean, if there's if there's nothing you really want to talk about, because I mean, I I think it's a beautiful piece of music. It's essentially a guitar, if not two guitars, just dripping with reverb. Um, but yeah, just kind of just kind of doing their thing. You know, I I, don't, I guess I don't really have a ton to say about it. It's you know, it's not overly complicated. It's just very, very wonderful atmospheric music. It's it's quite nice. Yeah, and it doesn't. Um, you know, all too often, I think if you got a guitar and you're doing something, you could really overplay the hell out of something, and like, wow, you're just being really heavy-handed right now. When all you had mm-hmm. to do is kind of lay back. You know, like as a drummer, you mm-hmm. would know that sometimes less is more, and you just kind of lay, lay, you know, sit back and let other things um, take the forefront or. You know, you let stuff breathe musically. You let stuff breathe, and I think this is a, a good example of being very effective with not a whole lot. I I concur heartily with <laughs> everything you just said. I'm I'm very much a less is more kind of person when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been been in bands with people who really liked to complicate things, and I would consistently have to remind them that 
more complicated does not mean better. Correct. So let us move on to the mines. So, uh, as I said, your mission is to go to the mines and clear them out. Um, attempt to rescue all the villagers that live in Carthus. Um, so, obviously, it stands to reason that the first place you're going to go and have your encounters is the mines. And this is the music that accompanies your playthrough of the mines. All right, here it is. Enjoy. Cool. 
<laughs> Again, fairly low key, you know. I'm not I'm not dancing, but it was nope. like it definitely got my head my head bopping up and down. Uh it's that was really solid. I liked that a lot. I you know, to to the point to what you just said, I have to say like while I played this game, I don't think there was a single point in which I wasn't like bopping my head to the music while I was playing. And mm. I think honestly that speaks a lot about the soundtrack itself cuz for me personally a lot of the time when I play I kind of lose sight of um nope, you know, no pun intended there. I lose <laughs> sight of the actual soundtrack cuz I'm so wrapped up in whatever it is, beating the level, beating the boss, making the jump, whatever the case is. So I tend to uh the the music tends to fade away and I I kind of um, I'm out of it, but this game, uh, the game its soundtrack rather has really kept me uh, like grounded in what is going on musically. Um, it's not a game where like you're constantly getting bombarded with enemies. They're they're sparse enough that you have a uh, you know time to breathe and to think. You're not they're just not slinging them at you like you know some other games. You're just just an endless throng of enemies or whatever. So. I think that also helped uh, with really kind of getting this soundtrack to stick with me, at least. Hmm. Well, it's, I mean, I could definitely imagine playing this type of game to that type of music, and it's its somewhere right, right it's somewhere right beyond just pure ambience, uh, and mm-hmm. it definitely sounds like it's, it, it sounds like it would be memorable you know, playing through a game of this style with this music chilling in the background, so I'm, yeah, I'm pretty happy so far. Well, that's good. I aim to please. Let's see if we can keep that going with the catacombs. Now, this is when you get a bunch of cats and you uh-huh. just start brushing them, right? You know, you get the catacombs out uh-huh. and you start combing the cats to get uh-huh. the... So they don't have all the hairballs, right? right? This uh-huh. is like a mini uh-huh. game or something, or... Yep. That's exactly what happens. Spot on. <laughs> I'm great at this. Are you sure you never played this game before? Because you're like, you're really just hitting this nail on the head, man. No lie, though. There needs to be a game called The Catacombs where you go into <laughs> like caves and comb cats for like, I... oh my God, I want to, I want that game to be a thing. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what this is really about. <clears throat> so once you uh, make your way through the mines and you, you fight the boss of the mines, um, you basically the story is there was a king who uh, ruled over this portion of the domain. Um, he became corrupted and went insane. And uh, you, it, now the game is part mystery. You're trying to solve what ended up happening, but not proactively. Obviously, through exposition, uh, do you figure out what's going on? There is a... You eventually rescue... I think the first person you rescue is a, uh archaeologist who's also trying to uncover the mystery, and that's where you're getting most of your exposition on as to, you know, where these monsters came from, what happened to the king, uh, what happened to the realm, and, and so on and so forth. So as you're progressing through, you know... It's, oh my god, excuse me. With the hiccups. So as you progress through the game... This uh, archaeologist shows up, you know, vomits some exposition, and you keep on moving. Um, And right after the mines, you move on to the catacombs, because that's just the natural progression of things. Well, all right. (laughs) Let us us, uh, catacomb it up. Here we go. (laughs) Enjoy.
Okay, I really liked that um, 80s synth thing they had going on there. <laughs> that was super yeah. cool. Super, super cool. Um, again, very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Not like, um, you know, a specific melody to, to follow and get stuck into your head, but really good atmospheric. Uh, another another quality piece. Even when my favorite part comes in, which is the electric guitar kind of palm muted, you're mm-hmm. right, There's no there's no melody to hum later on um yeah it's just like it's one of those songs where like the idea of the song gets stuck in your head right or like like, this has happened to me before i'll play a game where it's just something like this like a very cool ambient kind of thing chilling in the background that doesn't have like a very clearly defined melody and then i'll get like the idea of the song stuck in my head and just keep (laughs) kind of playing that over and over again and be like boy i can't wait to play the song the game again so i can remember how this actually goes (laughs) Like, did, is this the actual song, or did I create a new one? I, exactly, and that's happened to me before. Of like, oh boy, I got this part way wrong. Uh, that's fun. No, this uh, was this was great. It's a uh, another solid solid win. What I think, uh, again, to a point to what you're saying is, I think a lot of these tracks are very much that they're they're they borderline on atmospheric. They kind of ride this line between atmospheric and actual kind of music. Uh, not to say that it's not music, not to say anything detrimental against it, but I think you guys kind of get what, what we're talking about. Is uh, there is a level of atmospheric, but then at the same time, like these are songs that really kind of stand on their own too. Um, I don't know if I'm explaining that well enough, but that's as good as it's going to get from me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, yeah, so let's let's keep going then. Oh, and really, really quickly, actually. Um, uh, so, yeah, the mines look like, you know, kind of rock-carved mines. They've got that, uh, you know, bluish tint to them that, like, kind of some of the old uh, Pixel games had. And, and I think they do that really well. The catacombs have a kind of color scheme of, uh, like, uh, rust, but it's all brick. Not brick, mm-hmm. but, like, um, you know, carved catacombs, and there's you know some kind of like sarcophagi against the wall there's you know candles in little kind of sconces and things like that and it's actually um in all the game it's kind of some of my favorite background graphics and some of my favorite enemies are actually in that uh uh that little world of the catacombs too it's it's just great like again we're here about the music but i i can't stress enough like how good of pixel art this game actually really is and i'm kind of surprised at how like low-key this game is at times that like, people have not played it so you know i don't know yeah no i i have not played it i had not even heard of it before you mentioned it but mm-hmm. uh i did uh was on a, a forum earlier and somebody was saying hey i love metroidvanias are there any that i haven't played on the switch and somebody brought this one up like almost immediately so yeah absolutely Clearly somebody's played it. Uh, and <laughs> and that's somebody's me. Hopefully someday it'll be me too. So yeah. let's move on to the next track, which is called The Gardens. So and this is the point in the game where you travel to Bush Gardens and ride uh-huh. a bunch of roller coasters? Oh my god, I wish it was. <laughs> I haven't been to Bush Gardens, Virginia in so long. I love that place. <laughs> I, did, I do too, actually. I haven't been, I don't know, <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> but um, anyway... What actually happens is, once again, you defeat the boss of the catacombs. It progresses you on to the next uh, section of gaming, which is the gardens. Of course, the uh, 
archaeologist gentleman gives you more exposition about what he's found out. And um, it has to do with uh, a, a tribe of people that worship this, uh, what essentially boils down to an interdimensional being that's a god of some sort or a demon, perhaps. I don't know. And uh, gardens. Yeah, well, let's go ahead and listen. Here is The Gardens from Chasm. Enjoy.
Well, clearly, I I was a fan of the percussion in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, very very well done. Again, with the less is more approach, uh, mm-hmm. which I liked. Um, also, again, with the whole, I I already can't think of a melody, but I just have that that drum beat stuck in my head, mm-hmm. and the overall feeling of the song stuck in my head. That was a, another another nice piece. I think, in particular, this one uh, is more a percussive um, centric. Because mm-hmm. um, there's definitely a lot of layers in there. There's like those big kind of kettle drums. There's the hand drums. It's a lot of like um, the the I guess uh, rice shakers uh, or maracas, whatever you want to call them. Um, one thing that I, I did want to mention actually about the last couple of tracks and and some of the tracks moving forward too, especially the ones that are uh, level tracks. Uh, we'll get into a couple of things that aren't level tracks. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. They build on themselves, and that's something I think you kind of always bring up. Yeah, it starts. It starts with its own simple piece, whether it is some sort of melody, or whether it's like a drum pattern, or whether you know it's a synth just kind of playing an, a, a chord or a note. And then little by little, all these other pieces come in until it kind of builds and swells up to this big point, and then a lot of the ancillary stuff kind of drains out, and you get back to that original again. So, you know, to kind of show the loop, uh, looping on itself. And I think that's one of the things that's done really, really well with this soundtrack. And then especially inside of the game. Now, as someone who's gone through the game, who, you know, got stuck and only found out later that the game generates random levels every playthrough. I was stuck in the game and I couldn't figure out where it is I needed to go. So I ended up spending a lot of time kind of wandering around some of these levels. And when you change, when you load to the next screen, you know, you moved on to the next screen, but in the level, the music continues. It doesn't, like, start again like some other games might. So you have this steady loop, and I always talk about when a loop loops, did you notice it? Do you care? Do you think, oh, hell, here we go again? Whatever. (laughs) I never once did that with this game. I always just thought, oh, more of this music. Like, here it comes again. And, like, when, when everything kind of built to that crescendo and then drains out, I'm like, all right, here we go again, man. It's it's going to build right back up while I'm attempting to figure out whatever it is I'm trying to figure out. So, again, and, and oh, and one last thing <laughs> before we move on. Um, one of my favorite things of all in this game when it comes to the music is when you transition from somewhere like the mines to the catacomb, because you, like a Metroid, like a good Metroidvania, you have to go back oh i got this new power up uh oh that's how i get over there i gotta go back the game uh fades the songs it almost cross fades them together so it's either it cross fades into silence and then the next one kind of comes up slowly or cross fades together depending on where you're going and it's just Hmm. so perfect and seamless and something so minute leaves such a lasting impression on me i don't know I don't know if it's because I'm an audio engineer and, like, I really appreciate, like, the art of DJing or, you know, kind of cross-fading things so that there's never, like, dead air. But, like I said, for something so minute to leave such a lasting impression on me really says something about it. I don't know what, but, yeah. Hmm. Oh, well, it all sounds pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, my, I guess pun intended there. It does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, well, let's uh, let's keep on going. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> the next track is called "The Keep." There it is. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'll so, be here all, all right. night. 
uh, get uh, get us a uh, tell us tell us what's, what's, what are we in for? Um, you know, as mentioned before, you're progressing through uh, various areas of this game and attempting to kind of, uh, you know, alongside this archaeologist, figure out what's happened. Uh, you yourself, again, you're just looking for adventure and you're trying to make a name for yourself. Uh, you know, you want all the prestige that comes with it. And um, the keep is another, just another uh, place that uh, you you travel through and in, in on your quest for glory. Hmm. Well, let's do it. Here's the keep. Enjoy. That was the keep, and uh, that was a keeper. 
<laughs> so um i didn't want to uh misspeak about what level that was um i had while we were listening i, I did some uh fact checking that the keep is actually the part of the game where you get to essentially the king's keep um you know you think of uh, the interior of a very royal castle there's you know banners more sconces you know uh, arch domes and things like that um really cool uh kind of layout there's a point at which you kind of get up to kind of the royal area and it's it, the walls are decrepit and and cr- collapsing because you know this king has long been gone and you know his kingdom's kind of fallen to shambles and stuff it's very really nice uh level design and just uh some of the enemies in it are just great i yeah uh, i'm you you guys already know how i feel about this game so i'm, not, I'm just gonna shut the hell up <laughs> uh, i guess this is another one that i don't have a ton of uh a ton of things to say about it right. um but uh i was again just popping my head along like i'm really really digging on this stuff it's a uh, it is it is quite solid i i don't have many really specific details to go into but it is it is doing its job of making me want to play this game so i i have to say like in listening to it obviously i played the game and listened to it but i'm listening to it way more proactively as like a listener as opposed to a gamer and i'm really noticing like i'm really picking instruments apart i'm like oh man i didn't realize those were like you know little like congas i didn't realize those you know a uh, harpsichord or whatever like it but you know again it was just recorded sonically so well and then of course the kind of the addition of um you know reverb and stuff it's just so tasteful because like all too often you could you know you hear some recordings and it's like oh god browning and reverb and stuff and that's like my biggest pet peeve as an audio engineer is like (laughs) when people really overuse certain effects i like kind of a natural sounds maybe even like if natural sounds a five i don't mind a six but i'm a conservative audio engineer what can i say (laughs) Um, but yeah, this is there. You're right. There isn't a lot to say about this stuff. It's really head bopping, kind of like it's very chill for a side scrolling kind of hack and slash. I've always thought like it. It doesn't really like some other games we've reviewed in the past where the music really gets you like ah, you know. <laughs> um, this game doesn't really do that for the most part. Hmm. So. I mean, yeah, it's it's it is definitely striking me as a tiny bit odd, in that it is a it isn't what you would expect from a game, uh, a, a, from an action game. Mm-hmm. Um, really, what it, what it boils down to, if this is an action game, this isn't your typical action game soundtrack. But correct, it does seem like it it would be very effective, uh, regardless. So that's pretty fantastic. There you go. So um, I'll I'll I guess I'll intro the next one. Well, thank uh, you. What a guy. Ah, uh, you know, I figure I'm a co-host on a show. I'm, I should co-host, right? Once in a while. <laughs> so um, the next track we're going to listen to is entitled Arena Battle. There comes a point in, I believe it's the keep, where you come across an area that is essentially like the Coliseum. Um, there's a guy outside or a skeleton outside actually sitting behind a desk. And he's like, yeah, you can go in there and you can fight and there's prizes. So when you do that, this is essentially the music that plays. And uh, I forget what the top prize is, because obviously every game that has one of these things, it's like, you got to become the champion. Oh, you get some gladiator armor, actually. 
which looks suspiciously like the Spartan's armor from 300. Um, oh, man. I was hoping it was like American Gladiator armor. <laughs> oh, that big tennis ball shooter. I used to yeah. love that game. I like wanted the, to play the that giant game so Q-tips, bad. Like <laughs> with the pugil sticks? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was a funny word, pugil. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I got older and I learned that pugilism is another word for fighting, I was my head exploded. Yeah, it made a lot more sense. <laughs> of course, yeah. Like American Gladiators decide <laughs> what you're about to listen to is a track entitled Arena Battle from the game Chasm. Enjoy. certainly got a symbol-y right before uh, the, the, <laughs> the loop and it ended there. What's the symbolism? No, not symbols. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I totally blew my kid's head tonight. He was, uh, he's doing spelling stuff and um, mm. one of his spelling words was witch, as in like, which one is this? Correct. And then afterwards I was like, oh, how do you spell witch? Like a spooky witch. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, Oh man! W eight, what? I was like, no, it's it's it sounds the same because we have this running. I have this running thing with him because he always gets super upset when uh, you know, words don't make sense when he's trying to spell them, and I'm just like, just remember, it's not your fault. The English language is weird, and uh, that was another one of those instances where he just started getting con- confused and then kind of frustrated, and then Aww. I was like, dude, the English language is weird because it, it is. It really, really is. But this song wasn't weird. It was good. Nope. <laughs> Dude, you have the greatest transitions. You know that? <laughs> greatest segues and greatest transitions in like podcast history. <laughs> Happy to be of service. I always think you you start something and you kind of paint yourself into a corner. I just sit back and I'm like, how's he gonna get out of this one? And you 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 blow my mind, so 
<laughs> so, so as I said before, uh, we talked, we put played this track rather. There aren't a lot of level-based tracks that really kind of um, instill any kind of action. As you mentioned, this is like an action-based game when the soundtrack doesn't really have any action. This is one of the few tracks in the game that actually has some kind of presence, some kind of um, sense of urgency, perhaps, that we're used to in action-based games. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's one or two others. We're going to listen to at least one more of them. Um but yeah, I, I dig that track a lot. Uh, I, I think when I played it, when I played through the area the first time, I didn't really take much notice to it. But again, as listening to it as a listener as opposed to a gamer now, I really hear a lot more in it. Um, to me, I didn't notice it the first time. The music or instrumentation makes it sound like it's they're using like a ticking clock, but with like chimes. And I, I don't know what it is about. I like the idea of a ticking clock being part of um, music or being part of like the ambient uh, overall tone of something in whether it's film, television, so on and so forth. So I think I'm really drawn to this track because of that, but I think it's done so well and kind of hidden. Like, I guess if you're not really listening for it, you almost won't notice it. Or it could be completely like right up front. Like, no, we, it's a ticking clock, dude. You're, you're not crazy. Hmm. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. I had Cajun fries for dinner. Mmm. <laughs> well, I yeah, I, again, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not having, like, a whole lot of, like, deep thoughts on, on the music. I'm just kind of really digging on it. Yeah. And, uh, I, I feel like I would I would have more thoughts if I had, you know, actually played the game. But I will say that I'm in, enjoying my time with it, and I think it's going to be fun to hear these songs again and kind of recognize them when I do eventually get around to playing this game. Yeah. And I don't think it's a very... A long game I think you know with with like a steady maybe six or eight hours of gameplay you can really kind of chew it up from start to finish I think you can get through it hmm. so for anybody that does you know is pressed for time like me I think you can you can kind of barrel through it uh, in a in a fair amount of time and and really not lose step in anything else well speaking of being pressed for time let's keep this can let's keep this train going yes sir I want to go to bed. My daughter keeps waking me up super early in the morning. Oof. So this next one is called Save Room. Mm-hmm. Um, save Room for Dessert. Hey. <laughs> you were so close with this one. Yeah. You really were. Yeah. Mm. I guess we didn't save room for good jokes. Oof. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> you all have a good night or day. Drive safely. Love one another. Are you going to save me for room myself? (laughs) I want you to stop so bad, but I don't. I just want to see how deep you'll dig this hole. You get one more. I'm out. I'm out. You sure? (laughs) Last chance. Sorry. Three three was my magic number. That was it. That was all I had. I'm tapped out. All right. As you may have guessed from the name, this is the room in which you save your game. I did not mean to make that rhyme. <laughs> but you do it all the time. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> now I've got to go. All right. Anyway, this room, in my opinion, is the most beautiful room in the game. It's the same room every single time that you go. You know, like, you know, Symphony of the Night, Bloodstained, Metroid. Uh, it's, it looks the same everywhere you go in the game. 
Um, it's this uh, giant statue of kind of like a hooded dude with his hands out, but he's got like a beard. And um, behind him are like these beautiful like green trees, and I think there's flowers if I'm not mistaken. It's just it's just a, like pixel art, in my opinion, at, at some of its finest in its most simplistic way. Because I've seen gorgeous pixel art paintings and you know pieces and stuff like that, and, like really intricate. This is so beautiful. So I think the music accompanies it perfectly. Well, here we go. I hope you saved room for the save room. Enjoy. Well, that was certainly a, a very, very pretty piece of music. Uh, definitely got across the, the feelings of safety, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a game, which I would, I would venture to say is it might even be a little bit more difficult in a game like this, where you're, the, the soundtrack thus far hasn't been very um, imposing. Uh, it's just been very atmospheric. And, mm-hmm. uh, but this definitely managed to uh, exude this feeling of safety, like there are no enemies in here. This is a place where you can stop and catch your breath and you know, figure out what your next course of action is. It also kind of reminded me a little bit of a a happier version of the uh, is it like, kind of like the save not save area music in Resident Evil Four? You know, like a, oh yes, kind of kind of had it was giving me similar vibes to that, but a very very nice piece. Yeah, uh, definitely like in my top three favorite pieces of the whole game. Um, but I, I almost think I'm uh, I'm more of a fan of the actual room itself and its design than the music. But I think they kind of go both hand in hand. Um, 
Yeah, uh, going with the theme of less is more. The tones are very uh, soft, and uh, to what you said, this is a safe place. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it that way, but you know, this is where you're going to save, replenish. Um, you know, in some cases, like you said, okay, what's the next course of action? You, you're looking at your maps and things like that. So, yeah, absolutely. I tell you what's really interesting that just occurred to me is how atmospheric all this music is and how very non-melody driven it is. Mm-hmm. I really want to hear the Apeit versions of these now. Oh, so um, actually, I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up and I'll only touch on it a little bit. Uh, I think if you guys are really enjoying what you're hearing, I'm going to tell you, you should go and, and find the band camp for this gentleman. We could put the, if you don't mind, Chris, to put the links to the both oh yeah no those will definitely be in the show notes absolutely and actually um interestingly enough i'm a big fan of remixes and stuff i probably mentioned this over the course of my tenure on this show there is a third page that he has that has um some original like demo work for some of the music and then some of their music has like remixes uh just a handful of pieces so once I re-listened to the soundtrack again, I, I gave like eight bits a listen to, and then I was like, "Well, let me get onto these remixes." So, you know, if you're really digging like what this guy did, there's so much more for you to like kind of bite into. Uh, but as far as the eight bits are concerned, one of the things I noticed about the eight bit versions of a lot of these songs is, um, I don't know if it's because of the instrumentation, I don't know if it's because of. Um, you know, maybe the limitations of uh, chiptune to some extent. I feel that a good portion of these tracks, their um, overall tone changed. So, uh, for example, like the title theme to this game, uh, the kind of uh, orchestral version of it has, a, it feels a certain way. The 8-bit version, or the chiptune version rather, it feels different like it sets a different tone and so i feel that that kind of carries on with some of the other tracks like um the mines uh the catacombs and stuff like that like the the tone shifts a little bit um i will say and this is just opinion uh you know not many people realize opinions are opinions and not facts but this is just my opinion karthus uh the guitar pieces compared to its chiptune uh, counterpart. Uh, I actually really don't like the, the chiptune Karthus because I feel what I get from the guitar version is so much more than what the chiptune offers. Not that it's terrible. I just, I'm not a fan. So again, if you're digging the music and you want to kind of explore further, the, the liner notes of the show will have any and all links. Boy, I should really start referring to them as liner notes. It makes it sound so much more musical. <laughs> as a guy who spent his entire life like collecting CDs to read the liner notes, I will only ever call them liner notes. <laughs> or I'll, I'll attempt to continue to call them liner notes. All right. Well, uh, this next track is uh, the last track we'll be listening to this evening. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's 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 have a chat. What are we listening to? Boss battle here. Yeah, buddy. So. Every uh, section of the game, mines, catacombs, you know, so forth, has a boss. And every boss needs good music, right? Chris and I are huge fans of boss music. Some of our favorite music is boss music. And uh, I think 
this is no different. I think this is a great track. This is one of the tracks in the game that actually has some sense of urgency. It, you know, kind of picks you up a little bit and gets you into the fight, so to speak. Literally, I guess, and figuratively, if I think about it. Um, so every time you fight a boss, I even think the final boss, I could be mistaken, this is the track you're going to hear. All right. Well, let's give it a listen. Here's Boss Battle. You certainly picked a heck of a track to end on. That was awesome. <laughs> that was some boss music right there, man. <laughs> that was great with the, the the timpani drums and all the. That was good, 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 <laughs> double good, triple good, forty good. Liked it. Would boss battle again? Yes. Ten out of ten. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Um, well, I'm really glad you enjoyed that piece because I was there was a part of me that was like, if he doesn't like this, I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. Well, I mean, I didn't dislike anything so far tonight. Yeah. But no, that was. I meant that, that track killer. specifically. Yeah, I, that was that was definitely killer. That was really really well done. It was, you know, had just the right uh, just the right energy, and it was it was just the right level of because it's not the most intense boss boss battle music I've no. ever heard. But if it had been, it would have been, I think, probably too jarring considering the rest of the soundtrack. So considering right. everything else that we had heard so far, with it being relatively chill, this is exactly the right amount of um, uh, escalation that this should be. This is It wasn't just a killer track on its own. Correct. It's also very smart in relation to everything else uh, that's going on on the soundtrack. You know, it's solid, solid stuff. Very well done. Yeah, I, I agree with you. With you know, I think in listening to the whole soundtrack, kind of in retro uh, spec, um, I noticed that there. I mean, it would be kind of dumb if you were going to make an album and it was like way the hell all over the place. If you didn't have some common themes or whatever sound effects, you know, instrumentation or whatever, this is no different. Um, the soundtrack from start to finish has a very particular vibe to it even even like the arena battles is you know air quotes just as intense as the boss battle so it does spike in the right spots and then it settles and sits in the pocket in the right spots and i think the soundtrack really does that really really well for this game um so yeah i I absolutely agree with you if this was way more intense it would not have kind of have fit the overall you know, especially out of context too. You know, having you not having played it, maybe a lot of listeners having not played it either, it would it definitely would sound strange out of context. Well, it was definitely a it was definitely a killer track and a, a killer soundtrack. Um, thanks, Matt. You uh, you you brought a real winner to the table here. Thank you. I, I appreciate the platform to do such a thing. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do you have any closing thoughts before we close out the episode? Uh, I don't. I mean. You know, I, I like uh, the only thing I can say is I like I think doing this show has caused me to take a bigger risk on playing games I've never heard of. Um, this is certainly one of them. There was a point in which, like I said in the beginning, I was watching the trailer and I thought, wow, that song's really good. And then it was almost like, well, I have to do this for science. So, <laughs> you know, but, you know, my science is this show. I have to I have to play this game for this show because if this music is really good people need to hear it so those are my closing thoughts well i'm uh, i'm very glad you shared it with me uh this game is definitely on my list of things to play now whether i'll get to it before you know 2030 uh, <laughs> we don't know but uh it's definitely on my list of things to do now so thank you for introducing me to this wonderful soundtrack yeah anytime uh anytime Okay, well, that's going to be our show. Join us next time when we will take an unusual foray into the world of classic PC games Mm. with one of my all-time favorite classic puzzlers, The Incredible Machine. Mm. (laughs) I'm really excited. I love that song. I love that soundtrack. Uh, I was going to do The Secret of Monkey Island next, but uh, I'm doing a way-back overplay of Secret of Monkey Island, and uh, I was like, well, let's just the other PC game I've been itching to do since day one. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and that's the Incredible Machine. So, yay, I'm excited. 
As always, we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of the video games we discussed here today, and you can do so on the Waveback forum page over on Facebook. Just search for Waveback on Facebook, and you'll find out more information on our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mailatgeekade.com, and while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already, and be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. But wait, there's more! What? That's right, there's more. Our good buddy Dean, uh, the co-founder of Geekade.com and everything, uh, told me to mention that he is starting up a Waveback channel over on the Geekade Discord. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, so there's going to be another place for folks to just chat about uh, video game music over on uh, over there. And there's going to be a link to it in the show notes because look at that, I, I see that it exists already. Oh, look mm. at that, under our podcast section. So if you're not part of the Geekade Discord... It's where there's lots of really good Discord happening. <laughs> you clearly don't use Discord. <laughs> well, I use it, but sparingly. Wow. Yeah, there's a, uh, there is a, uh, I'm, I'm actually on the Stone Age Gamer Discord quite, quite often, and there's a, a bunch of great conversations that always happen in the Stone Age Gamer Podcast Discord. Uh, I, I'm there quite a lot, and it's, it's wonderful talking, ch- chatting to some folks there. Uh, so. If you're already on other forms of Discord, come check us out over on uh, on Geekade. And uh, th- there you go. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Speech over by Chris Randazzo. <laughs> Got it. Print it. <laughs> Do Cut, it. Print. Great. Okay, so uh, we're going to leave you tonight with the uh, what we always like to leave you with, if possible, is the ending credits music. Um, I'm assuming this is the music for the end credits of the game. You've assumed correctly. And uh, are there anything you want anyone to know about it before we call it? Um, I don't want to give away the ending of the game, uh, but you can rest assured that you you do the thing and you come out triumphant. And I think this is just another absolutely beautiful piece of music, uh, and you know, rightfully so, to end the show on and send you guys off on your merry ways, whether it's to fall asleep and dream or to. Get yourself out of your car and go to work. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, that's that, that's what we're about to listen to. So enjoy the song. Enjoy the rest of your uh, evening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good night.